Welcome to the Conversation Starters, a podcast about getting into deeper conversations with anyone. I'm Karina. And I'm Hannah. Today, we're going to continue our series about apologies, um, focusing on how you learn to apologize within your own culture. Um, but first, Karina will share our conversation starting question of the week. So the question this week is, what is one thing about yourself that you're still figuring out? This question came to mind this week because yeah, as a podcast, I think we're always we're always pushing for people to stop performing or pretending they, they know everything, but instead, you know, just stay curious and stay um, interested in other people, like see people as people who are still changing. Yeah, definitely. While learning so much about apologies, that's something that we are figuring out right now. How did my culture impact the way that I um, apologize? And we thought it would be really interesting to ask that to our listeners and to our followers. And uh, it became a really interesting episode. So transitioning from our question of the week into our topic of today... Yeah, in our last couple episodes, we've been talking about apologies. We focused more on, okay, how do you apologize well? How does forgiveness factor into that? But as we were asking um, our listeners for recordings, a, a thing that came up many, many times was just how how much culture, both um, like regional culture, family culture, personality, like all these different things factored into what people's preferences were. And because we have an audience that's pretty spread out around the world, we started seeing a lot of patterns. And so then we started just asking people, how did the place you grew up in shape the way that you apologize? And what started out as one episode for one week turned out into like a three-month project. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are today. Yeah, We saw, of course... There were so many different answers, um, things that are important, things that are not important, direct, indirect apologies, uh, blame, forgiveness, relationships. Sometimes we asked about apologies and people just told us about confrontation. Yeah, we even had a couple of people kind of call us out on our questions. Like, your questions reveal that you care a lot about sincerity Aww. and, uh, you know, these certain, like, values that, that are cultural for us as well and, and also generational, I think. Um, and so it, the fact is, this is, like, such a slippery topic, but it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's, it's worth saying, like... Um, so many people gave us caveats, like, I don't know if this represents my whole culture, but for me or for my family, you know, and no one, I think most of us know that there's a lot of factors that play into this, even though we ask people to kind of isolate um, from their country or region, how, you know, what are the influences? I, I think it's obviously really hard to represent something accurately in a soundbite. But our goal is just like to stir your curiosity, to learn more, ask the people around you, you know, how did your culture impact the way you apologize? And just, you know, conversation starters. That's, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Recently, I uh, found a quote in a newspaper that I cut out and it's hanging in my kitchen right now. And it says... Um, travel is not only about a change of place, it's also about a change of perspective. This is what I want to focus on as, I, as we are diving into this episode. It's nice to highlight the fact that 
you know, when you are going into an apology, everyone comes to the apology table with their own vocabulary and preferences. So even if you're from the same um, location, just take into account that, you know, there, there, there could be so many reasons behind why someone confronted you the way they did, why they took responsibility the way they did. You know, it, there's there's a lot of things that go into it. So I think that's another thing we want to highlight today. Yeah, exactly. It's not like the danger is to listen to this and criticize the people saying, oh, no, that's not really how it works or what? Like that's so far from what we do here. Um, we want to invite you into listening to people's experiences and trying to figure out where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's start. Let's listen to some some voices. Hey there, I'm from Brazil. Um, and the apologizing culture in Brazil is quite interesting. Um, we're very warm cultured and so people are not too direct in confronting or even just like coming up and apologizing for something. It wouldn't happen that way unless it's like a major thing that happened and then something that like you can't deny it. And it's usually like if there's a third person or more people that saw it, so you will apologize. Um that way verbally um and it's also like an apology in the sense of like you say i did this and that i'm sorry that you feel that way so it's more like you apologize for making a person feel hurt or feel whatever the feeling is um or on the other hand with like little things or like things that you don't necessarily want to go in a conversation confrontation time about it um you really just show in your actions and so you buy that person gifts you bring them like little coffees or cookies like you want to make them feel appreciated i'm from kenya and i've been here in lebanon for a while apologizing is seen as a person acknowledging that they are flawed and not and like their character is flawed like in a way that they're not a good person anymore and it might extend to beyond the individual for something that they've done that's wrong instead of communicating this was a mistake it communicates i'm a bad person and my whole family are bad people my whole clan are bad people and uh, this makes people not want to apologize to just if they do be sorry about the situation like the example that i gave you break something you're sorry that the thing is broken you're not sorry that you broke it you're just sorry for the situation that the thing is broken um whereas in western cultures absolutely a person is absolutely comfortable admitting to making a mistake because it doesn't speak about their character really as much as it speaks about the fact that they just made a mistake definitely does not speak to the character of their clan or family uh, so where i come from uh, which is lebanon we don't really apologize like they do in movies we're never like oh i'm sorry i did this this is this was my fault it's always um they go in circles when apologizing i guess i remember very distinctly uh, one apology in particular 
which was my which was my dad apologizing and that is very surprising because in 20 years I've known him he has never apologized I've never heard him ever apologize like, proper apology where it's just like oh yeah it is my fault I'm sorry it's always somebody else's fault or like even if it's like completely his fault <laughs> he would never admit it uh, so it was three years ago I remember him apologizing for something he did and there was no like I did it because of that but he was like yes I'm sorry you're 100% right uh, what I did was wrong and uh, that, that stuck with me uh, he never did it he never apologized this way ever again but uh, I remember when he did that was so shook uh, in Jordanian culture we do apologize except that we don't have one way or a specific way of expressing an apology so for younger generations um, they usually express uh, their apology uh, in form of an expression such as I'm sorry or I apologize. Yeah, basically those kind of expressions. Uh, in older generations, uh, their apologies are more indirect or they are more in kind of like gestures such as inviting each other for a drink or for food as a way of apologizing or making peace. My name is Lilia and I was born in Latvia. As you know, Latvia was collective culture. Confrontation? That was considered rude, if it was not welcomed. So here's an example. Let's say I needed to borrow 10 lots. I would ask first the other person, how's the family, how's the job? And then I would say, it's been really hard for me financially. That would be opening for the person to catch the hint that I need help. The bad part of this kind of communication, we expected the other person read our mind. We got offended at the other person because we assumed they don't care enough to get our hands and relationships were suffering. So if I wanted to apologize, the words were cheap. We did it with actions or body language. I think New Zealand is a very apologetic culture because we've been taught generally um, from, from a young age not to put so much value on our own needs. Uh, New Zealand is a very positive and friendly culture and um, very people orientated. Um, but on the other side of that, this means that we're not very confrontational or we find it hard to be direct, even about small things sometimes because we don't want to offend the other person. It's almost like we assume that if, if there's a conflict that it's our fault where you don't want to talk about um, too highly of yourself or, or of others uh, for fear of being proud which I guess is a contributing factor as well to the apologizing culture. And um, like when I'm in a, in a conflict with someone, I'm much more likely to be the first to apologize, even if it's not my fault. It's so interesting what other people uh, or what different cultures I uh, think they have to apologize for. Our Australian and our I think even American and Brazilian, but for sure um, our um, New Zealand friend, they were like, oh, I'm, I, I did have the wrong tone before, I was unfriendly, I'm sorry, I apologize. And 
all the European people, including myself, we were like, oh, you were not unfriendly at all. That was normal. <laughs> so that was really funny because, uh, yeah, I think we're used to different things here. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for sending in your thoughts. Keep it coming, honestly. You know, we don't feel like we can comment on cultures that we aren't um, from or haven't experienced, you know. So in this episode, obviously, we're going to focus a little more on our on our own. Um, but if we just decided, but let's not limit ourselves to just ours. Like, let's just get, as I said, like hints just to get us all more more curious about how how this works around the world and doesn't don't you already feel like it explains some conflicts that you see like even in your own family but for sure on a national level and i i already just feel like i have so much to think about mm -hmm. <laughs> so many different perspectives such a huge range of experiences and thoughts and um, i was just really impressed so Hannah, how would you describe your cultural experience with apology? Yeah, so of the voices we just heard, I related a lot to the um, the person from New Zealand. Pretty much every single thing she said was very similar to my experience. Um, I'm from the U.S., I'm from Minnesota, and I grew up mostly in a small town quite close to Canada, actually. So... That's Midwestern culture, cold culture, Scandinavian heritage, all of that. And this means, I mean, we're very non-confrontational in my experience. And we're known for being very nice, accommodating, very friendly, but also very private. Um, like you you keep your problems to yourself, your drama, your feelings, all of that. Like what, what are you doing bringing this up? Um, And I asked a few other Minnesotans to weigh in on, on this topic as well, and they had some really good insight. So I'm from Minnesota, and we are definitely overly apologetic. I'm guilty of that, and I'm already apologizing for it. It's like, I'm sorry, and like so nervous about like stepping on people's toes. If there's a sense of just deeply not wanting to inconvenience people. But you would actually feel, you kind of feel bad having a real grievance against somebody and and expressing that to somebody. You know, so in, in a sense, people you want to avoid that tension, that conflict of having real conflict. And so they'll offer whatever quick, light apologies they can, but someone is probably likely to apologize for, you know, saying, hey, you hurt me or you did this against me, I feel offended. There's this like, oh, I'm sorry this is such a big deal. I'm sorry I can't get over this. Like, I'm sorry I'm, you know, causing a disturbance by, you know, being a person who is offendable. People don't feel like they can communicate when they're angry and when they're frustrated. So they don't. And I think that's a big thing in the, in the Midwest. So what people do is they'll often They get angry and then they'll shut down. They'll withdraw because they don't feel like they have any other tools in their arsenal. They can't address a problem head on. And so I think that is kind of a root where people have this fear of offending people, offending someone that they care about and that person withdrawing. And so as like a way to counteract that, they 
try to cover all the bases. They try to read that person's mind and determine when they're pissed off, apologize, try to fix things. I guess I reject apology culture and still am part of it. So as I've said the last couple episodes, this topic of apology, which you started, (laughs) um, it was intimidating to me because I just instinctively felt that the way that I apologize must be really wrong, which it's, it's ends up being a little bit circular because like the culture itself tends to feel that we're in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I came to this, like, obviously I'm so bad at apologizing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But Hannah, um, would you say that the most uncomfortable thing for you is the, like the confrontation, that part? That's true. That's true. I think it's the, it's the being asked for an apology or the seeking an apology that is the hardest thing. It's like my instinct is to just just endure something that's uncomfortable or find a way that it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And because I, because it's true, I think when it comes to the actual apologizing, that's not that hard for me. I, I often find that people will talk to me about how they perceive Americans as being like really confident and taking over and like, this is the way we do things <laughs> and, you know, all these things. And I, and I've had so many people tell me, they're like, why are you guys not like that? <laughs> I think it's really interesting because I would also like from the people that I've met, um, Minnesotans seem to be closer to Canadians, in my opinion. And uh, I, I know, like, this is a, I, I don't mean to offend anybody. <laughs> no, no, no. And, uh, <laughs> now I'm offending everybody. <laughs> this episode is going to be so messy, guys. I'm sorry. But I feel like... Sorry. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We are not talking about the totality of culture, okay? But when it comes to, if I, you know, watch Canadian shows or talk to Canadians, I always feel like I relate way more to the Canadian stereotype than the American stereotype when it comes to like, yeah, confrontation and, and like expressing your opinions and a, yeah, and an apology. Was something that, I don't know if it was exactly said like this, but what stood out to me was, He said, we are afraid that people will withdraw if we anger them. And so we try to overcompensate to, to avoid that. So we, they, we over-apologize to stop people from getting angry because we're afraid that they'll withdraw and then we'll have like an uncomfortable mm-hmm. situation. And, and so we're constantly feeling responsible to say the right thing and stop these people from becoming angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he points, out, he points out that we're not responsible for that. We're not responsible to keep trying to not make people angry because we're afraid of confer- uh, of of them withdrawing. We have to train ourselves to not withdraw when we're angry. Mm. And I love that. Yeah, it reminds me there was another another friend of mine sent something about how growing up she felt like there was this, you know, you, I'm sure a lot of us experienced this in middle school, which is like 
um, someone's mad at you and you find out what you did. And then there's this, no, everything's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. And then like having to appease the person, (laughs) you know, this sounds so immature, but she felt like there's some of this that's still carried in into adulthood when it comes to someone just wanting to act like everything's fine, but clearly they're withdrawing. And then you're just left feeling like just really bad about yourself. And they're kind of punishing you in Mm -hmm. a passive aggressive way. And that's re- that's a really good point because I I've done that and I just now I'm realizing and I'm thinking in my head I don't want to like speak in my anger and like make them like react too hard but I'm actually also punishing them by withdrawing. So, and I love that I am realizing it through the eyes of a Minnesotan who is talking about apologies because this is the purpose of the episode. I think on the positive side of things, I think a lot of us will say that it's kind of a, a false humility or it's a false niceness or something. But I don't know. I feel like, okay, your culture can't determine your character, but it can give you some assistance just because certain things are more normal. So I feel like if you do develop humility, it's 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 better served by a culture that doesn't expect you to have bravado, if that makes sense. So I feel like traveling and living abroad it's it's helpful for me to have just a habit of not assuming that I am the right yeah <laughs> in the right all the time like that has served me really well I think because it's more of like listening and giving preference to the other it, it it's very helpful because I think when you come in as an outsider and you're like everyone do things my way that's not a great stance you know so I do think there are benefits when it comes to kind of uh, um, being considerate or certain kinds of etiquette, it just requires us to move toward each other and not withdraw to actually mm-hmm. use this mm-hmm. superpower. <laughs> and I think that what you're saying is really important because uh, it is, it's very valuable for when you're traveling. But in general, I would say this type of um, culture or this type of um, perspective on apology is one that values harmony and uh, that values peace very much. And I think that it's really good to recognize the value behind the struggle or the, the value behind the, the tendency. Yeah. So Hannah, if you look at your culture now, <laughs> what's one thing that you think your culture does really well when it comes to apologizing? And what's one thing maybe that you have learned later on in your life that you would like to share with your culture? One thing I really appreciate is that we don't react in anger. I really like that that challenge earlier in the episode about about learning how to express anger in a healthy way. I think that's a really good check. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I think n- reacting in anger when it comes to exaggeration or attacking or defending yourself, like these things are often huge traps with apology. And so I am I am really thankful that I don't have that instinct. Yeah. The thing that I've learned later, I mean, I have learned a lot just from this episode. So this is still so fresh. I don't feel like I get to own it yet. But I I think I learned from other cultures to be more clear and, and more um, willing to, after the event, follow up quickly. I think I think my tendency before was just letting something go for a very long time. And then after a few weeks, I realized it was a pretty big deal because it still bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to just like 
very quickly within, you know, a couple days say, hey, I just want to bring this up Mm -hmm. and not be afraid because people respond better than you think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. So let's, let's switch gears. Now you, you grew up in a multicultural family. So I'm guessing you could relate to a bunch of different things in the spectrum of voices from this episode. Yeah. (laughs) The, the hard thing is to, to understand which part comes from where? I'm like, oh, okay, that, so that's from that culture. Oh, uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely related to many of the people that shared, and part of me um, deeply identifies with the European side of you. We apologize to take responsibility for what we have done, and the other part is identifying more with the Arab culture where it's like, ah, I do everything, but I don't really want to apologize. (laughs) 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 But I mean, um, yeah. Um, Anyway, these two cultures, um, we haven't heard so much about yet. I know you asked me a bit about my culture and my experience, but uh, I'm going to hold on to those thoughts a little bit. <laughs> Not going to say everything just yet, because this week we did it. We did something a little different uh, for the episode, and we interviewed um, two people from the two cultures that are closest to my heart, <laughs> Swiss and the Lebanese culture. And these two people, these two amazing women, are roommates, and they... Uh, live together and they're telling us a little bit about um, their experience with their own cultures and each other's cultures but as well their growth from what they grew up in to what they grew into. Yeah and so you'll be hearing that episode along with Karina's thoughts about her cultural perspective in our next episode. We wanted to give the interview a little space to breathe. So we're, we're splitting this into two episodes. Um, and I think you're really, really going to enjoy it. All right. Um, thank you for coming with us on this uh, journey around the globe in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we loved getting your answers. We loved hearing your thoughts. And we hope you enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. And uh, we want to hear more of your feedback, your thoughts and your experiences. And we uh, hope to talk to you soon. Bye.